Are you an empath? If so, on a scale of 1 to 10, how strong of an empath are you with 10 being the strongest? I'd love to find out if you are an empath. I'm Tony Bruski, the host of the show, and I'm working on a super secret project right now involving empaths. In the coming months, I'll be able to talk more about it, but right now we're in the casting phase of this project, looking for the right empaths for this project. If you are an empath with fairly strong abilities, you're closer to the higher end of that scale, are not afraid of being on camera, and are comfortable with sharing your story and abilities with a large audience, I want to hear from you. Please send me an email to casting at realghoststoriesonline.com. That's casting, C-A-S-T-I-N-G, at realghoststoriesonline.com. And we can talk a little bit more about what we're working on here and if you'd be a good fit. Casting at realghoststoriesonline.com. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, who is the old man lurking in the backyard by the goats? Did antique farm equipment come with more than just rust? And what does the dark shadow person who only appears at night want? Those stories and more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now. At 855-853-4802 Or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com You are about to enter the world of the unknown And quite possibly, the undead This is Real Ghost Stories Online Then it is 855-853-4802 is the phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online To share your real ghost stories with us, of course, you can write on the website, realghoststoriesonline.com, or uh, you can even email an audio file to me. Send it to Tony, T-O-N-Y, at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you really like the show, keep us on the air. Become an EPP. That's an extra podcast person. Just go to ghostpodcast.com and sign up, or go through Patreon. The link there, that ghostpodcast.com. I should really look, look up that link and see exactly what that is. Because I, I, I say just go to ghostpodcast.com and click. But, you know, what is is it? Uh, i got to take a look here. Let me just take a look so I can, I can say it out loud. I, that's my cop-out. It's like, go to ghostpodcast.com. The link's right there. Uh, the link through Patreon is, as it loads and loads, uh, patreon.com slash real ghost stories. There you go. Okay, there you go. Your there mic's you go. on now. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, well, I get confused because the different uh, different handles on uh, everything from Twitter to Instagram, to, I get mixed up because some, you know, you have to pick what's available mm-hmm. when you pick it, and and some real ghost stories is what I use when I can, but I know like in some of the other stuff, it's like ghost podcast and uh, I other I don't remember it's. Yeah. I, I don't have the memory to remember all my handles, <laughs> so it's just all kind of there. But we are there, of course, uh, Instagram, everything else, Tim. So uh, follow us where you will, and uh, we'll send you uh, interesting uh, pictures uh, of uh, of uh, ourselves just randomly. Sure. <laughs> or not. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what's the last picture you uploaded to social media? Um, you know, you're not real big on, on, I'm not, I'm not a social media person. And that's, that's a good, fine. I, it was probably something one of the girls did or yeah. of one of the girls. Yeah. I, uh, 
I wish I could be less, but uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of a necessary evil. Um, I think I, I, it is kind of fun though because I have been posting up questions on our uh, Facebook page with creepy imagery mm-hmm. every. Like, I try to almost every day find some sort of interesting creepy uh, thing and then put a question with it. And sometimes it's kind of fun because it'll be like tell the like give me the answer in a in a GIF image. Sure. Uh, or or whatnot. And it's just kind of fun to see what uh, what sort of reactions you get. I was really surprised, though. Uh, the other week I was taking pictures at the, the Haunted House convention, and that was just the the mother load of all horrible <laughs> images. You, I mean, stuff like I was really almost concerned, like it's going to get flagged by Facebook as like, oh, my God, this person is murdering people. And <laughs> we better call the cops or something. <laughs> Because there's one where it, it it's literally um it, it it's a it's a pot uh like a cooking pot it's a cauldron yeah well no it, it's a cooking pot a cooking pot? it's like it's like something from the stove like uh, are you talking about the one with the faces yeah I made a bad <laughs> Mario Batali joke about it like yeah <laughs> like this is what he's up to now time's got tough um but uh, and it has like three heads in it mm-hmm. and it's all like guts and and it's horrible but I can imagine if it's taken out of context and it's not real ghost stories online that's posting it mm-hmm. and it's just you know. Bill Schaefer down the road, uh, who otherwise is making mean political rants, and all of a sudden he pushed some, some <laughs> sort of picture like this. I think you might get a knock on your door uh, by someone. Yeah, well, and especially being in, you know, I don't know if it's airing in April or March, mm-hmm. but this time of the year, I I bet they're more lenient around Halloween. I would think so. Um, it, the weirdest things are with Facebook um rules with their ads and stuff because i've had it where um i've had ads uh flagged because it was there was like an axe in it or something and it was for the show mm-hmm. and it was just kind of spooky imagery it's like oh this is promoting violence no it's not um but uh I, i've gotten that those things sorted out but it's just it's impossible to know but i i, I give the people who do do the um the facebook uh, curating uh, or or policing, I guess I should say, a, a little bit of slack. I was reading an article today that they have to employ all these like grief counselors and emotional counselors at Facebook uh-huh. for the people in that department because they do see the worst of the worst. These are the people who end up front hand seeing, you know, murders and mm-hmm. all sorts of horrible shit and suicides and everything that people post on Facebook. And then when it gets flagged for someone to like say this shouldn't be here Mm -hmm. they have to look at it and go oh shit yeah that shouldn't be there but they have to absorb all these horrible things yeah all the time and and i could see at some point after seeing all those horrible things that you see this and you just nope (laughs) (laughs) it's like no no context just no okay just you're, mm-hmm. you're almost trigger happy sure. because it's been, you know, it's like post-traumatic stress, essentially. Bad pun, honey. What? Trigger happy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean it. Click happy, I guess, uh-huh. is what I should say. Uh, you know, it's, it's you know, of like, no, cannot this gone. So anyway, uh, that's what you get when you subscribe. I never thought about it that way. It's one more reason for me to not be on Facebook. <laughs> it's, yeah, there you go. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. I really was not intending to make a trigger happy pun like that, but that was a bad pun. You're exactly right. Yeah. It completely <laughs> just went over my head. But uh, anyhow, uh, let's go to our first story. It says, uh, let me uh, know what you guys think, please. And hope you enjoy the story that is true. 
happened to my mom and me. I moved into my house three years ago. I didn't know my next door neighbor very well, but I just knew that he and his daughter were the only ones living in their house. This was a sunny, clear day. I was with my mom, both sitting on a swing in my backyard. But my mom asked me who that old man was walking around in my neighbor's backyard. I looked to see who it was, and I told her I'd never seen him. And I thought maybe it was the neighbor's dad. My mom and I remember exactly how he looked like because what caught our attention was he was very tall and had very bright white hair. He was around six feet foot tall, white, wearing a white t-shirt, blue jeans, and boots. He kept looking straight and didn't see us. He was walking around in the back and then went back inside the house. A couple days later, I was feeding my goats when my neighbor came up to me and said hi. I decided to ask him who all lived with him. And he told me it was just him and his daughter. I told him that my mom and I saw the old man in his backyard. And I started describing how the old man looked and said he didn't know who it was. And that we just imagined it and laughed about it. I also asked his daughter and he didn't know either. They both don't believe in paranormal stuff, so they just brushed it off. I get the chills every time I remember the old man. To this day, we haven't seen him, and I hope I never do because I'll probably die of a heart attack. No lie. Love your show. I'm glad to be an EPP member. Hopefully the story will make it to the air. We go, old man so lurking by the goats. There is a non-ghostly possible explanation, and it happens quite a bit, and that's where confused elderly people get lost that's true you know um but it also could be an old man ghost that just wants to come back and visit the goats i don't know it's yeah you're you're right um my grandma went for a walk once when she was in uh uh her her care facility Mm -hmm. like where did she go (laughs) they just like did you lock your doors or something here and like oh we don't know she's yeah, my Jesus. grandfather did that too. That's where I was coming from. Yeah, we both. Yeah, so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and uh, so that could be a possibility. It's not always, a, but I could see that being mistaken for a ghostly, mm-hmm. especially if they're confused. Yeah, and they end up in a goat pen. Yeah, that'd be like what the hell? I know, and I'm not saying it's not ghostly. Yeah. I just think this one has a possible explanation as well. There could be. There could be. Um, is a goat pen? What's the what's the correct term for I the? I think it's a pen for the facility in which mm-hmm. the goats are contained. I think it's a pen. I'm sure we're gonna get an email about your that. dog bites my ankle one more time. He's gonna be in trouble. He's biting your ankle. Yeah, he thinks I'm his chew toy today. Oh, did you like rub elbow on <laughs> no, it or something? No, I or? didn't. I didn't. But I'm like shooing him away from my feet. <laughs> he could be doing other things to your leg. I know that's and, the other dog that does that stuff. Yeah, he's a little, a little bit smaller. So consider yourself lucky. Mm-hmm. Should we call him over? And you want to no. just trade? No. Okay. <laughs> I hear him whining because you're talking about him. Eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. So, hey Tony, it's me again. Disembodied ghost from Fart Girl from Connecticut. Uh, dis- yeah, ghost Fart Girl from Connecticut. I read that in the wrong canon. Um, uh, I don't know if uh, you could tell by the last time I wrote in, but my goat experience was just the tip of the iceberg of the unworldly things that happened to me. I've also called in about some haunted binoculars at my boyfriend's house, but as I'm writing this, I've yet to hear if it's been on your show. Anyway, the experience I'm going to tell you about today is quite recent. It's going on as I write this. Some quick background info on the story is ever since I was in my early teenage years, I've collected antique bells, like the little bells you'd ring when it was tea time or dinner time. 
Cute little handheld bells. Some are hand-painted, some are pewter, glass, bronze, anything that's old. Probably not the best thing to be collecting while living in a haunted house, but that's beyond the point. Mostly, all of the bells that I have acquired have been given to me from family members or people I know very well that have had the bells in their possession for a long time. But as of this past Saturday, the 15th of August, I have five very old bells that I purchased from a woman who I did not know. My boyfriend and I went to an antique farm equipment show this past weekend, and along with the tractors and such, quite a few vendors were selling their old items. My boyfriend found some old World War II items that he bought, since that's what collectors do, and that's what he likes to collect. And just when I was losing hope that I wouldn't find anything for me, I heard him call from across the aisle, Hey, Bale, look what this woman has. The woman had a huge collection of gorgeous bells. She claimed she had a great collection, but someone had broke into her home recently and took half of her bell collection and then trashed her home. She said she couldn't bear to keep the rest of the collection as it just made her sad to see only a fraction of the collection was still with her. Well, I ended up taking home five of them. Recently, I've had not, I've not had much activity in my room, so I truly believe the things I've seen for the last few nights are directly correlated with the antique bells I brought home. As I went to fall asleep on Saturday evening after I had lit my incense, I'd lay down in my bed and shut my lamp off with only the soft glow of my now white nightlight. I began to feel uneasy. That was a feeling I haven't felt in a while. My bed is in the corner of my room, and every time I would turn my back to the rest of the room, I'd get this terrible feeling that someone was staring at me. The whole night I was tossing and turning and could not sleep. All I could do was feel the intense stare of whatever was staring at me. And then around 2.30 or 3 o'clock, I saw a figure standing across from my bed, right in front of my closet. I couldn't make out what it was, but in my mind's eye, I saw an old woman dressed in black with an old-looking wooden cane and what looked like an enlarged crow skull at the mask of her face. Frozen with fear and half asleep, I somehow reached out to my lamp and pulled it on, and she was gone. I stayed in my room after that, but I kept the lamplight on. The same thing had been happening for the last three nights now. She wouldn't leave me alone. Each night it's getting harder and harder to sleep, but I'll push through. My question is, did the bells have bad energy attached to them after the woman... I purchased them from was robbed. Did she say she had to get rid of them because every time she looked at the remainder of the collection, she was deeply saddened? Or could this possibly be the same entity I was dealing with in the past? And and it upset. It was upset that I bought something old with the possibility of a different type of energy coming into my room. Either way, asking the woman in my room to leave has yet to work, but I'll keep trying. Thank you for listening and for everything that you do. I'm betting that there was something attached to the bells because that seemed to correlate with the time that the bells were purchased this new haunting. Mm -hmm. Do you think the woman really had a a case where someone broke in and stole her bell collection? Or do you think the woman knew they were haunted as shit and just wanted to get rid of them and made up the story? So I'm kind of leaning towards she made up the story because, first of all, who's going to break in and steal bells? It's a big item for stealing. And who's only going to take half the collection? Like, are they going to stand there and pick through and take half the collection, or are they just going to grab half, and they have no idea if that's the valuable half at all? There's a lot of antique bell collecting thieves. You know, you know there was there was a huge topic. There was so many law and orders about that. It sounds to me like she knew one of these bells was haunted. She didn't know which one, so she's going to sell all these bells. And this person ended up taking home the right bell. You got the haunted bell. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, I would say that it is connected um, as far as how to get rid of it. 
maybe you weed out those part of your bell collection that you just bought. Yeah. And see if that helps. And if you don't want to completely get rid of it, go put it like, get it out of the house. Go put it in the shed. Go put it, Mm -hmm. you know, ask a friend to watch it that you don't like. Something. (laughs) Something where it's it's just out of the house for a short period of time. And then... uh, and then if if it still is going on, you know, it's not the bells. But um, yeah. uh, she was talking about when she, you know, woke up or she opened her eyes, she saw that thing. Um, and I'm not talking about ghostly things here. I know she is. But have you ever had it when you wake up in the middle of the night and you look around? Do you ever see anything that's not really there? Like from a recent dream? No. And that's where I'm blessed with very bad eyesight. I couldn't see anything if I wanted to. That's true. So I've not had that. Um, I have it sometimes where it's, I'll, I'll see, not like, I've never seen like a big entity or something, but I, just last night I, I was dreaming and for whatever reason there was like little lizards in the dream. Uh-huh. And I don't know if we, I think we had just talked about lizards or like you'd just seen one the other day or something? I saw a lizard the other day. Okay, so that's was probably why it was in my dream. Um, so it's spraying, lizards are coming out. And in my dream, there was a bunch of lizards and I woke up and I had to go to the bathroom. So I got up and when I wake up, I'm like, I'm just going to go really quick so I can get back into bed and fall back asleep. And I was looking around. I could have sworn to God. I saw there was like a lizard like like sitting on on your blanket (laughs) that I saw. But it was just like the shadow of it, just Uh like the outline. You couldn't really tell. But it's like, my God, is that a lizard? And I like I flinched back for a moment and then slowly it just kind of dissolves. It's not there. No, it's not there. It's your mind. Yeah, it's it's my mind from the uh, from the dream. But it's it's a really weird thing because it's almost like it's very it's like a shadow lizard. <laughs> it really was a shadow lizard, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like moving. I know it wasn't paranormal. It was my mind. It's almost like the same way of like you look at a bright light and then look somewhere else and you see them. Sure, that's sort of a principle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I've had that before with with lizards. Uh, I've, I've had it with bugs, mm-hmm. like in the middle of the night, like a spider or something. And it's like, oh my god! And you flinch and you really think, holy shit! There's a giant lizard or bug or whatever there, mm-hmm. um, and then it's just gone. But not a ghost, just your mind. Yeah, shadow lizards. That'd be a great new like character for like a. a comic book movie or something wasn't it like shadow lizard yeah what lurks in the garden It'd be no. great <laughs> yeah. they're they, they they're pushing the envelope I, I i'm not into those movies at all I, I but every time i hear of like the new ones i'm like okay we're really starting to run low on ideas it mm-hmm. seems as far as what our, our characters are going to be um so i think anything's possible shadow lizard just throwing it out there you can take the credit and run with it and i'll just laugh <laughs> Uh, 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Hey, Tony, my name's Johnny. I have uh, an interesting story. Uh, I want to move my thing over here. I want to share an experience I had after visiting a rather unusual museum. My friend and I were on vacation in Los Angeles, California. She's always had a morbid sense of humor. So on the itinerary was a trip to the Museum of Death, a privately owned collection of all things macabre and not exactly a family-friendly attraction. It started with a long cab ride into Hollywood where we finally spotted the large skeleton painted doors outside of the museum. Once we entered and paid our fees, we began to explore each room's items carefully and meticulously. The collection ranged from coffins to embalming videos and handwritten letters by Jeffrey Dahmer. 
Finally, we had entered a room dedicated to the Manson family. I didn't feel anything particularly in this room, but a life-size cardboard fold-out of Charles Manson startled me at first. As we explored the room, the cupboard, uh, uh, the cardboard Manson continued to haunt the corner of my eye and really creeped me out. My friend kept telling me not to worry because he wasn't dead at the time. Eventually, we made our way through and rushed us through to the exit because it began to feel like I couldn't bear the museum anymore. We took another cab back to our hotel. During the entire ride, I felt uneasy and sick, even to the point where the taxi driver let me sit in the front seat and rolled down the windows. Once we arrived back at our hotel room, I quickly turned in for the night, feeling exhausted. In the morning, I woke up to a stinging feeling on the side of my cheeks, which turned out to to be scratches on my face. How they got there, I'm still unsure. I try to convince myself that maybe I had scratched myself on the face in my sleep, but seeing as I'm a, guitar, a guitarist, my nails are as short as possible most of the time. So it seemed less possible for me to be able to scratch myself. Trying to brush the incident aside, I still felt pretty strange the rest of the trip, and that feeling continued until I finally arrived home. After entering and exciting, uh, after entering and exiting my room several times while unpacking, I entered my room again. I was startled by what happened to be a tall black shadow figure in the corner of my room. This is not out of the corner of my eye. I was staring dead on at the figure. The sight terrified me, and I left my room as quickly as possible not understanding what I had just seen. A name and personality seemed to spring into my mind suddenly. I quickly ran into my friend's room, the same that I had been on vacation with, to tell her what I had just seen. I described a dark shadow figure in the corner of my room and also the mental impressions I had gotten about a name and personality type. I told her that the personality seems a little flashy, and the name Jay or something similar was his name. Still thinking about the Charles Manson room, I asked my, my friend if this information had any connection to the Manson family. Her being a huge crime buff and me not knowing much about the details of the case, she mentioned the name Jay Sebring, a hairdresser and friend of Sharon Tate, one of the victims of the Tate murders committed by the Manson family. She was stunned because she knew I had little to no knowledge of the case. At this point, I was startling, very, very startling to believe that Jay Sebring may have followed me home. I don't know why he would pick me or why he would be at the museum in the first place at all, or if it was him. I can't recall how many days after I felt uneasy, as if something were hanging around me at the time, but I know for a fact that I couldn't look at the museum's art posters hanging on my roommate's walls for some time. Long story short, we sagged, uh, we saged the room, and me, and whatever was in that room. My friend still tries to convince me to return to the museum with her. But I don't think that will happen anytime soon. I wouldn't go back knowing that something came home with her. It's like a souvenir. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's not good. I mean, hopefully, if it really was that Jay person, that it's more, I guess, peaceful and less ominous. But it sounds like something scratching her in the middle of the night. Maybe it's not really that person. Uh, yeah, it's hard to, I, I know, was he a victim too, or was it just? I think so. Okay. Well, you know, you go into places like that, where it's like focused on murder, and mm -hmm. you have the, those sort of things. I think uh, you could have the possibility of something showing up. Yeah. We were talking about that on the way home from lunch. 
What were we talking about? We were talking about going into the... You said you will not go into the Titanic Museum right now. No, I won't. Because they have an exhibit with a bunch of the life jackets. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, brought extra ones in. And Mm -hmm. it's... I, I think... For me, that's just too much. And then you can put them on and then slide down the exhibit where no, it's like... you no. cannot. <laughs> no. It's the ultimate experience. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, that sort of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. What about the uh, all the little pieces of coal that you can buy as souvenirs that were on the Titanic? How do you feel about that? I have heard of those actually having things attached. Really? Yeah, like... I forgot which haunted show it was, but there was one where they interviewed a person and did the reenactment, and it was somebody that had bought some of that, and it had something follow them home. Well, you got to think. I mean, down there in the boiler room, that's the first place where a lot of people died, Mm -hmm. as those things were exploding, and those guys were trying to to do with their job. Um, A lot of them got trapped, and and then there's the coal that somebody managed to salvage off the bottom, and Mm -hmm. let's sell it in little tiny chunks seems kind of weird i think it's kind of weird i don't know if our museum does that but i still think it's kind of weird i don't think they do okay i I, i've seen it at at some other things but i I don't think that they i I don't believe so but um yeah uh somebody posted on our our website or on uh up on the world wide webs uh on the internets uh, actually, on our Facebook group page, uh, which if you're not a, a member of the group yet, uh, go ahead and request to become one. And uh, if I think you make the cut, I'll let you in. That's uh, you let everybody in. I do for the most part, uh-huh. unless somebody's. But I do. I, I am quick to to revoke privileges if somebody's being mean to somebody or or whatnot, That's which good. rarely happens. But I think in the whole time there's been a couple. Um, but uh, somebody posted a video of the uh, the Christmas tree that was at the Titanic Museum. And we actually knew about this, like, when it happened. It was shortly after it happened. But yeah. Because yeah. um, we we know the, the folks down there. Um, and uh, it, it's it's quite a video mm-hmm. uh, where it literally, uh, it, it shows the Christmas tree display. And I don't know what part of the museum it was in, but it was some part. And middle of the night, nobody is there other than security. And the, the security footage just shows this, Christmas tree. It wasn't like it tipped over. It wasn't like, oh, you know, like one of the footings broke on the the stand. It was slammed down. Like mm-hmm. it almost looked like somebody just grabbed that tree with force or like a bulldozer just ran it over. Yeah. Just boom down. And it, it was weird. Mm-hmm. It was very, very bizarre. But uh, yeah, they've had weird stuff yeah. at that place. Um, like to get, uh, 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 our friend over there on the show sometime to talk about it, um, which I think could be an interesting episode. Yeah, it could. Ghosts of the Titanic. <laughs> it's that's a weird thing. You th- and we've talked about uh, haunted places when it's it's people dressing in similar attire or the environment is similar to what they were around. That that sometimes seems to bring them out. Mm-hmm. So you have a half replica of the ship mm-hmm. with a bunch of stuff there with these items. Were those people then attached to the items or did they just somehow go, oh, this seems familiar? I think they're attached to the items. Okay. I think it, knowing some of the sightings that they've had at the museum Mm -hmm. of who they have seen, they can trace it to items in the museum. Either it's something that belonged to them or something that belonged to their spouse. When you're dead and you're attached to an item, 
is it like you can pick one item and then you're attached to that item, do you think? Or or is it more so uh, I have all these items now that are spread out around the world and now I can like teleport myself, you know, to my coffee cup in <laughs> over here and then my life jacket over there and, and this or that and you kind of pick and choose? I don't know. I don't know. I was really expecting to get an answer to that when I asked mm-hmm. that question. We could finally solve it. I can't tell you at this time. Kind of shitty that you didn't have that answer. That was the letdown of the show. <laughs> uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. It says, my sixth sense, as most would call it, has been active for as long as I can remember. My mom said that I got it from her as she got hers from my grandmother. She said that this gift runs on her side of the family. It doesn't bug me, really. Perhaps I just got used to it. I don't know. Nevertheless, I only see them. And I only feel them. I don't hear or talk to them or anything of that kind. But there was this experience that made me realize and prove the saying, if there's a will, there's a way. It was the end of the first semester in my school and the enrollment for the second just started. Just like any other semester break, mine was boring. I had nothing to do for two weeks. And since the typhoon that hit our country, uh, it made uh, uh, it very short. I only had the chance to kill my boredom by reviewing for my exams and by playing games on Facebook. Eventually, when my exams were done and the semester break was officially on, I was ready again. It dying with boredom and found myself broke. Luckily, I received a text message from a friend asking if I would want to volunteer as a student assistant for the enrollment. Since my school decided to adopt an online system for enrollment, they would need a task force to help assist students. I readily agreed and thought of the allowance I would get on the couple of hours that would be removed from my staying at home. He was rather grateful and asked me to start by uh, start to work the following day. The next morning I got ready and eventually was assigned to my school's computer laboratory. Since it was the first day, only a handful of students decided to enroll. After a few hours, I was again bored. There was undeniably fewer students and less work. After a few more hours of hoping and waiting, I then found myself in front of one of the computers and surfing the net, just like the other volunteers. I chose my place and minded my own business, sat in the corner where all but one of the computers was working. My monitor had my monitor was facing the door behind which I was thought it was perfect as I'd be able to see who enters and assist them right away. I was viewing my multiple uh, a my multiply account. The account has all of its contents in the center and its sides were pitch black, so everything behind me was reflected on the screen. I was about to click on one of my contacts when I saw the door open. I looked into the side of the monitor to see if it was a student, and I saw a woman about my age walk in. Assured that it was a student, I stood up, but as I turned to face the door, I saw no one. Puzzled by the strange happening, I turned to sit down, and as I turned to reach the mouse, I saw at the corner of my eye the monitor beside me turn on. I ignored it, as I assumed that the person behind the servers turned it on, as it was the only way to turn the computer on and off. I continued looking through pictures and leaving comments. It was then I heard the keys of the keyboard on that computer click as if someone was typing. I was overwhelmed with what I saw at that time. I had no strength to speak, neither stand nor look away. I watched the cruiser of the word processor as it ran across the screen and left behind letters to which I think was a message. My will to not complete reading the message was stronger than that invisible force which was holding me before. So I turned away and tried hard to ignore and continue with my business, convincing myself that it was just my mind playing tricks on me. 
For a second, the clicking of the keyboard stopped. Perhaps I was right. This darn mind is playing with me again. I said after a few seconds, but I was wrong. As I thought of all this in my head, I saw in the corner of my eye something was moving. I tried to ignore it, but as I was about to, something was on my arm. It was rather cold and heavy. I had no guts to look at the left side, but there was this force. I don't know if that was an instinct, curiosity, or the real deal that made me turn. What I saw shocked everything out of me. There I saw a woman holding my left arm, wearing jeans and a shirt, looking straight at me with empty eyes. I was about to recover from the fear I felt when I saw her jeans covered with blood on the lower portion. I managed to budge and remove her hand away from my arm, but she didn't seem to care. She then slowly turned to the monitor. Just then my body understood and looked at the direction she was looking at, and there I saw this on the computer. Help. Need it. Help. That little trick did it. I gathered all the courage and ran to the desk of the computer lab where the technicians and all other people were in charge of. They all looked at me as shocked as I was. I asked the head technician if he had turned the computer on beside me, and he said he didn't. I asked if anyone of them saw a girl walk inside again. They said no. Tears were building up on the side of my eyes as I tried to tell the story. All the other volunteers came to the desk right then and were as confused as any one of us were. All of us were puzzled. We were bending our minds to think and explain what I just saw. Just then, the janitor walked in. He overheard us from the rows of computers he was cleaning, and apparently he knew and could explain what happened. A girl you saw, he said. It was Kate. She was a working student at this laboratory three years ago. She was in a scholar of this institution, and the only way she could pay for her rent and some bills was to work for the schools. She was a very good-looking college student and very courteous to everyone. One day, she decided to go overtime as she was doing her project. She wasn't alone. The head lab technician decided to be left behind as well by his other office mates. Kate was not aware, however, that the lab technician has always been admiring of her since she started working here. After a few more hours, she was finished with her project and decided to go to the front desk to have it printed. Upon reaching the desk, the head lab technician grabbed her and raped her right then and there, after which he killed the poor girl by beating her and trying tying her feet so tight that she bled out. Afraid of the consequences, the lab technician killed himself as well as he drove afar from the building. Kate's spirit, however, stayed. Since she died, the computer she sat, uh, she last used never went on, no matter what the technicians do. The janitor then went on to the computer and opened the documents that were saved. The computer operating system was pretty vintage, as seen by the resolution of the monitor. The janitor then opened his documents with a file named Till Death. The staff with us knew what to do, and they printed the document. How did you know? I asked the janitor. I know. I feel it. I think she also knew you were the right person to approach and that you can help her. But I guess you can't hear her. So I decided to show so she decided to show herself. The janitor replied as the other volunteers reluctantly looked at the computer. How did she know? Why do you know so much about her? I asked the janitor. I've been working here for 10 years, and since her accident, I always see her. But it's never bothered anybody. As I said, she was an intelligent girl, and she was always good at choosing people. I think she felt you were the right person. And besides, I was her father. I knew what to do. But since we can't turn the computer on, I can't do it. it was the janitor's sad reply. After saying this, he hugged me tight and thanked me for doing that favor for her. For his one and only daughter. 
I do not know if you guys will believe it, but this really happened. And it was very, very freaky. Thanks for the show. I appreciate it. It's a heck of a story. There you go. Yeah. Janitor. He was kind of creepy. I was afraid it was going to be like, you know, somebody killed her and nobody knows, but it's actually him. But no. I bet we could do a whole show with just janitor stories. Of things that they've seen. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, janitor, those folks are in, in places that typically have very, um, you know, especially after hours janitors, mm-hmm. you know, that are very busy and bustling with people. Um, and the, mainly the only time you can clean in some of those areas is when the bustle is gone. Yeah. So you're in places that are otherwise very active when they're not active. And, and that in itself can be creepy, like walking around a mall uh, mm-hmm. that's vacant or or anything that, that just should feel like there's a lot of stuff. Walking around a school when it's empty is kind of eerie mm-hmm. uh, in itself. Uh, I, I would imagine that, that those folks have a lot of stories. And we've gotten a lot of stories over the years from some. Right. Uh, creepy one. Thank you so much for sharing that experience with us. We do greatly appreciate it. If you like the program and you would like the bonus episodes that we produce every single week for you, then go to ghostpodcast.com. Sign up to be an EPP extra podcast person. Get access to all 200, almost uh, 240 some now uh, of those at ghostpodcast.com. Or you can sign up through Patreon, the link at ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Jenny, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. Get ready to watch more of what you love with Xfinity X1, like live sports and more with the Xfinity Sports Zone. Looking for more streaming apps? They're all in one place. Xfinity X1 is the ultimate entertainment experience. Click, call, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. 